Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience of owning them is a great one. A new legacy in sound, JLab's new luxury over-ear headphones, seamlessly blending innovation and lab-quality sound. Over here at Fake Doctors, real friends, we love our JLab Audio headphones. They feature over 70 hours of playtime, four different colorways to choose from, and three noise control modes. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Sha na 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 na. This is how we do it. Sha na 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 na. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hi everybody. Hi 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 everybody. I love you. I love you. I love you. Holy cow. Well, Joelle, first of all, Joelle, you look beautiful. Hi. I don't know what's you happening. Look amazing. You got a beautiful I went dress shopping. on. Oh my gosh. Oh, I see. I didn't Did you, and Daniel, and Daniel, you've changed your look and your background. I am. Uh, I mean, I guess I can tell the fans. I am currently in New York City. Oh, indeed. Wow, we're all I'm, jumping around the world. Indeed, I'm uh, meeting Joelle my and I aren't. You know, you know what's messed up? The two black people aren't jumping around the world. <laughs> Two black people ain't jumping around the world at all. Stop. I had to meet my you know, girlfriend's family for the first time. I'm sorry. Oh, congrats. Oh, congrats. That That's Thank amazing. Thank That's you. amazing. How did it go? Did they like you? What's well, not to like? You're a charming motherfucker. Well, you honor me. I really appreciate that. Haven't met yet. We got COVID tests this morning. So when we come back with negative results and we quarantine a little bit, then we'll be okay meeting people. But for the time being, we're shacked up, just kind of chilling. Did you do okay. the rapid test? Uh, it is, I think so. Yeah. We went to the, uh, went to the hospital and got the nose swab. It's my first time getting a nose swab. This is the so thing everybody's deep, huh? just, They go, yeah. they go deep. They, they go deep they like do. Donald. This isn't, wow. This is the thing everybody's <laughs> doing nowadays. Like everybody's just getting that rapid test to make sure that they can hang out with each other. This Family, what, you should have told me you could have hung out in my apartment. I'm so sorry. I, it's I, sitting there empty. I didn't want to bother you. I'm so sorry. 
Next time, <laughs> I'll, 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 next time I'll bother you for it. Daniel, that's very interesting. Because when I ask for that shit, he tells me no every time. Yeah, you know why? You know why? Because Daniel will fucking be respectful. I can picture you having like a party and smoking fucking jazz cabbage. I, one, I don't have any friends other than you yeah, and Daniel true. and Joel. And Daniel and Joel and I don't hang out. Okay? Aww. Not Gunna. yet. Not yet, wait, not till, yet. wait till the tour bus. Wait till the tour bus. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so dangerous. That's so No, but I can dangerous. I can trust. I can picture trusting Daniel in my apartment, and I know that nothing would happen. With you, I can picture, like, you'd forget some candle next to the drapes and then <laughs> backdraft. <laughs> I find that one offensive. Uh, because what makes you think that I like candles? <laughs> what? Uh, what the fuck is that about? That's offensive. I don't like candles. Everybody likes candles. I am one um, of those people who does not like candles. I think, I mean, my wife loves candles, so they burn in our house, but I'm one of those people who's like, you're going to light a candle? Is this like a fire hazard thing? I just don't, I mean, it smells waxy and scented. The only candles I do like is at the, at the hotel. Whatever that hotel is that's in New York City, and the lobby smells like it smells like this certain candle, and apparently this candle costs a shit ton of money. I want to say it's the Bowery. I could the be the Bowery, wrong. probably. Yeah, the yeah. Bowery. Is that the one with the club in the lobby? It's not a club. It's like a really sexy lounge. There's there's one that has literally a club right next door. Like on some nights, you come downstairs, and there's a club popping right next door. It's like and it and you can easily. You can easily. What is the other one? There's a bunch of them. Anyway, my point I don't know, but is, Josh Radin stayed at the Bowery so much they gave him a, a, an embroidered bathrobe with his name on it, and when he would stay, the bathrobe would be lying on oh. the bed. Would he have to leave the bathrobe there when he left? Yeah, literally at the Bowery. When you stay, when you spend enough money there and stay there long enough, you get your own embroidered uh, robe, and they lie it on your bed when you're there. And when you're not there, they store it away in the embroidered robe room. That's hilarious. Well, good That's for some good baller for, shit. Good for rating. Good for rating. <laughs> Did you see what? What? First of all, I need to know. First of all, I have a special surprise for you on this episode. I planned. Okay. Donald, Joel, and Dan will know what the surprise is. You got me the fucking oh shit! You got the yeah, <laughs> Zach. You got me the simulator. You got me the simulator. No, no, calm you down. Got me the simulator! Not that good. It's not, exciting. It's, it's not a six thousand dollar golf simulator. No. <laughs> I really appreciate that, though. By the way, speaking of su- speaking of surprises, I don't even know who Two Chains is. I imagine he's a very famous rapper, right? Yeah, Two Chains. Yes. Did you just say Two Chains? <laughs> yeah. Do you do you like Two Chains? You guys are you Two Chains fans? Because the three of you, I think, like rap, right? Two Chains is iconic. I was gonna say, you know, I'm just certainly a Teddy Boy fan, good. most certainly. Jump man, jump man, jump. No, that's Future, right? Dim boys up yeah. to something. That's him oh. and Future. Right. All right, now, I've never heard a 2 Chainz song. I imagine he's very successful, and I can tell you that he's friends with Kanye West because I went on the interwebs today, and Kanye West gave 2 Chainz an amphibious ATV that is the coolest-looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Whoa. Kanye West is a billionaire, dude. <laughs> no, I know, but he still gave his friend an amphibious ATV, and he put a plaque on it. You got, I mean, if you're listening to this, just Google it. It's the coolest thing ever, and I'm hoping that one day Donald will get rich enough to buy me one. If I get a billion dollars in my bank account, 
when I I should say how much when do, I how get much a billion need, dollars. How much in my do bank you account. need? A billion. Yeah, I think you need a billion. Oh man, it's so it's called a a Sherma or something. Hold on, I, I saw because it on Kanye the, uh, probably paid for the thing and still still had a billion after he paid. Joel, can you True. look up what it's yeah. called? Just look up uh, amphibious ATV that Two Chains got from Kanye. Uh, Sherp ATVs, Yeezy yes. Sherp ATVs. Yes, you guys. Is it called the Yeezy branded? It's Yeezy yeah. branded. Well, he he tricked it out, and I'm sure there's a dope sound system in it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Did you see the picture? You guys, if you're listening, you have to Google image this thing. Everybody needs one. Everybody needs a shirt. Do you know what I want? I want the Sherp ATV that turns into a sub. I want the sub version. I want the one that when, because look, it's great to be able to go over hills and it's great to be able to do like, you know, uh, go in the water when being chased. But you know what's even better than that? To be like, that's it, fuck it, I'm out. And then (laughs) dive. And then dive to the depths of the ocean. Depths that you know some people like, dude. I want the freaking spy car. I want the spy car. Did you see the picture? Did you click on ground and water, dude? dude, I want that GI Joe shit. Land and sea and air. Yo, Joe. Dude, dude, did you see the picture? Joel just sent us to us. It's fucking amazing. (laughs) Fighting for freedom over wherever there's trouble over land and sea and air. (laughs) GI Joe is there. That's from. Oh my god, that shit is tight. If an if an erection was an ATV, it would wow. look that like that. That shit looks like a G. Yes. That shit looks like a Cobra vehicle. Wow! It looks like a Cobra vehicle from the GI Joe cartoon. He My has only wish with a proverb. Yeah, Whoa. he put a he 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 engraved a proverb on a plaque and put it on on the thing. <laughs> this is wild. You guys, my only wish for Donald Faison is that he gets rich enough to buy me that thing. <laughs> Love it. I hope that one day that is possible. I hope. Tell me, um, hey, Daniel, tell me when, um, tell me when the surprise is in present. Is is present? The surprise is ready and waiting. Okay, so Donald, yes. I got you a present today. Is it a simulator? Uh, no, it's a. Uh, you know, Donald, for the, for listeners out there, we were hoping to um, invite uh, Sarah Chalk on today because she's prominent and very funny in this episode. But she is just, I think she's like camping in the middle of nowhere, Canada with her family. And uh, so she couldn't come. So I reached out to everybody's favorite guest. Let's bring him in. Chase and Ronald. Donald, Donald <laughs> close your eyes. Close, close your eyes. Bill Lawrence is in the house! Yeah! <laughs> look how happy he is. Bill, look how much happiness you bring Donald. Yes! Dude! How, how could I be a surprise? I, I, I think about every episode. This is very exciting. But still, this is all, it's always a good episode when Bill's on. Count on it being a good episode when Bill is on. The fans love it. I love it. Zach loves it. I'm going to tell you one thing. I was hoping you were a golf simulator, Bill. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Bill, Bill, I go, I got you a surprise. He goes, a golf simulator? By the way, I understand that. Even, by the way, even just a, like one of those nets you put in your backyard and hit into, that would have been, that that would have been, been as good as me. That would, no, 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 no. This is way better than a No, net. it's a, by the way, Donald, it's not. One of those tiny nets that catches golf balls with a mat. It's for their perfect, man. Well, that'll be you, that'll be the next surprise, Bill. I'm, I have to tell you that um, 
I love you so much, but one thing that really annoys me is in my in my social media when I'm scrolling and I see and I'm we just posted a podcast that Donald and I did and I'm I think it's funny and I'm want to know what everyone thinks and you weren't on the particular one and the first comment is more bill please. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's all this is about for me now. It means it's working. That's my I know. entire point. I really I really hate it. I hate it because Donald and I finally launched something successful without you. And you're slowly infiltrating right. a little bit. <laughs> how, how, how could this be considered without Bill? It's a scrub. Well, you know what I or... fucking mean. It's totally, oh, of course, with him. But he wasn't. Uh, I just think it's funny that everywhere, like merch ideas, everyone's like, how about Bill on a hat saying five, six, seven, eight? <laughs> By the way, I'm not doing a ton of retweeting lately, but I will say anybody that that tweets me and says, Bill, I'm enjoying your podcast with Zach and Donald. I immediately retweet that. <laughs> it makes me so happy. It makes me I know so happy. You, I know that you love it, and and, uh, and and but the truth is that you're very funny, and the people love Bill Lawrence. And also, we have to say congratulations, because uh, I don't know if the three of you who are not Bill know, but his uh, show, Ted Lasso, is a giant hit. People fucking love it. Thunderous applause, Dan. Thunderous, Thunderous applause. applause, Dan. Oh, jeez. Thank you, Zachy. It was cool. By the way, it was, you know, it was one of those things I wish I could have done in America because then, you know, I love bringing the people back onto shows that uh, I've worked with before, so I'd see you all. So it was such a gift that you were in London and got to direct one, ZB. That was super cool. I know. I know. Well, and if you were shooting right now, I could be directing another one because I'm here. Um, but you have, I... But you have... You have you have some of your favorites on the show already. I didn't know you had Brett on the show, man. Oh yeah, yeah. By the way, I forgot the guy. Well, you know, Donald, but the advantage Brett lives there. You know, he Brett. that guy that guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, Donald did a pilot with me and uh, Brett. I'm trying. By the way, Donald, this is this is where what our life has become. It's like what Zach used to do with girls. Is Zach's in London. Brett lives in London with a love. Brett Goldstein is a, a writer and producer, and he started Comedian. a pilot that Donald, yeah, that Donald and I did together. And he's one of the producers and stars of Ted Lasso. He plays Roy, and I'm trying to make Zach be friends with him. I'm like Zach. You got Dude, a friend with Dude. a girlfriend. Your age, Dude, about, you will we, love it. You will love him. I don't know if you've hung we, out with him yet. You will love him. He is our speed. We joked about. Uh, Donald and I joked about. Going on a mandate because we had Shay on, as you know, Bill, because you yeah. you uh, you did interrupting Bill, and we joked about like wanting if it weren't COVID, like wanting to to go out and hang out with Shay. But it's but we're talking about how it's weird in your forties to be like, what do you? How do you like start a new male friendship? It's like, hey, would you like to go on a on a mandate? And uh, and Bill is trying to set me up on a mandate with Brett while I'm dude, in London. Dude, you should go. Dude, you should hang out with him. You guys would laugh a lot, man. And he doesn't give a shit that you're Zach Braff and we're on Scrubs or anything like that. He's one. No, of those I know. Dudes. I already worked with him, dude. I directed him on Ted Lasso, and he was uh, he's delightful and funny as shit. Does he write episodes too? Yeah, he's because uh, he's a Donald. He's a writer first. He got he's someone another one of those people we have to all be friends with. He created his own show on AMC that comes out in two months. It just got picked up for a second season. So okay. he's got his own, he's got his own show. He's starring in another one. He's uh, wrote a big movie in the UK called Nan, and he's got a very big podcast that he wants you both to be on. He's his podcast, not to promo it on yours, is called Films to Be Buried With, and they sometimes shoot it at the British Film Institute. And he basically just interviews you about what movies you'd like to be known for as your favorite. Donald, they'll be all about Star Wars for you. When you die, what are the movies you want your kids to see? What movies influenced you the most and all that stuff. He's awesome. Wow. That's, like a great That's cool. That's awesome. 
I, I I'm going to be on it because uh, he's already hit me up, and we're, we're our mandate process has begun. We are we are chatting. We are chatting. He is also, by the way, Zach, coupled up with a uh, younger, charismatic, stunningly beautiful and fun uh, British woman like yourself. I mean, it's as oh. if you guys were per- – yeah. hey, by the way, who? Her name is Beth, but because they use the word fit over there if a girl is very attractive or if a boy is very attractive. He started calling her Fit Beth when they first started dating, and it has somehow stuck as her nickname. So when you call him up, you'd be like, hey, what are you up to? And he's like, oh, I'm just here having dinner with Fit Beth. And it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's one of the all-time solid British nicknames. Well, I'm excited to take him on a double date with Fit Florence. Um, yes, hey, we haven't, we, haven't, uh, we haven't started the show with, uh, with, with singing yet. And I think since um, it is your catchphrase, you might want to do the honors. I, I don't like to do it when people ask me to do it. <laughs> Nobody's asking you, though. Nobody's asking you. Five, six, seven, eight. About a show we made. About a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, he's got stories that you all should know. So gather around to hear our. Gather around to hear our. Scrubs rewatch show with Zach and Dono. I'm going to try something new with the uh, breakdown. Because I get very gonna, excited about the breakdowns. Car, well, my karma's this, you're breakdown not gonna, was You're fun. not going to get excited about this one, Bill, because people oh, no. started freaking talking trash on the internet about, dude, JD does the summary of life and everything at the end of every episode. Please just tell us what's going on because I have no idea. And then I, part of me said, it's a rewatch podcast. You've yeah. had over 10 years to catch up <laughs> and watch these episodes. So what's the problem? And people are still beefing. So I this just want to double check. I just want to double. I just want to double check that you're a 46 year old man who's been in the public eye for most of your life, and some comment a guy made on the internet upset you. Just double checking. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yes, and it okay. wasn't just a guy; it's girls and guys. Okay, it's, so uh, you know literally, the, the way, literally, say, though, literally, probably three people. I would say about six. <laughs> Six people have unraveled you. That's awesome. Six, it only six takes people two. out of the out of the half a million, over half a million people that follow me uh, <laughs> complained. <and> now, <laughs> so wait, you're saying, Donald? This just so I'm clear. You're saying that someone trolled the the, the thing you do, and now you're going to change it, and you're going to change it to what? I'm just going to give a summary of what happens in the episode. Well, I'm not sure. You I'm know what like you should do, by the way. You, you know what you should do is protest once in a while is you should just read Zach's end voiceover and, right, word for word as Zach. <laughs> no, but Bill... I was thinking about doing that. I was so but thinking Bill, about doing that. At the end of the day. But Bill, <laughs> Bill as, you, as you told us, they don't really make much sense out of context. They're like, at hey. the end of the day, the friends that you have are the best friends you're ever going to have. The and that's the day, why you need to happen, have friends. And then other things happen. You're using have a little too much, and that's bad writing, buddy. You're losing yep. half. You use half three times. The friends need- you have are going to be the friend. At the end of the day, the friends you have will always be the friends you get. So be yeah. happy with what you have obtained. Some shit. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, no, 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 all you need, all, all you need, is a slow motion crane shot and a sad indie song, and I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> well, say, Donald, Donald knows the system. Donald gets how it works. Come on now. Well, you're the one that taught me that. Actually, you're the one that taught me that. Cause I, it's no bullshit, Bill. You're the one that told me that, and it's 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 so bad that I go to other jobs now, and writers will have 
you know, it'll say something like that. It'll be like, uh, we have to get out of here because we have to find a way to, you know, do something. And I'm like, yeah. we're saying we have to like twice. Is there another way that we can do this? Yeah, man, we have to get out of here. We got to find a way out. Right, right, right. <laughs> Come on. And I see writers look at me like, how the fuck? What, who, who, who? And it's always like, I always want to be like, well, you know, Legendary comedy writer Bill Lawrence taught me oh, this. Oh, I like legendary. You guys like can legendary. you got, you guys can do it however you'd like, but just so you know, Bill Lawrence <laughs> chooses to do it this way. <laughs> All right, so Not if I've if I understand this correctly, you're just going to summarize the facts of the episode now because you've been successfully trolled. Yes. Okay. Just this one time. I'm still gonna, and I didn't I'm know Bill gonna, was going to be on the show. If I would have known Bill was going to be on the show, I'd have said, "Fuck those guys." And then yeah. By the way, this is so. This is the. This is what you get when you complain. Petulant recap. I like that. Right. Right. Uh. This is what you get. <laughs> this is what you get when you complain. Ready? Right. One, two, three. All right. This episode shows every level of the relationship. Elliot and Nurse Flowers are at the end of theirs. Jordan and Cox are of the brand new baby phase. Turk and Carla are now engaged and are feeling the pressure of having to follow through. And JD is single and ready to mingle with tasty coma wife. <laughs> there you go. That's what I happens don't like in this it. episode. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I know you don't uh, like it. Yeah. That's what they I, get. I, I, for me, I have to be honest with you, Donald. Um, there was something nice about you as this many years later, looking back and seeing the episode as a whole and giving your emotional sort of summary of it from someone who wasn't really to you, what you've said before, wasn't really looking at it very closely at the time. And now this many years later, you're looking back at it and seeing something. I, I, I'm, I think that's very valuable. And I think, listen, if you're one of the six people that successfully trolled Donald, you can type in episodes of Scrubs 216 summary and you'll be home run there. Well, go to Trevor Wiki and he'll freaking yes. summarize it for you. Yeah. This is what you get for being petty. Here's, this here's is what, what you I want. Because look, Donald and uh, Zach can't ask for this, but I would ask people that are listening to that when they love Donald's old summations to please let him know uh, after this episode that you love the way he used to do it because I found it much more passionate and I loved hearing him talk about it. I, I I like it the other way too. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Yeah. I, so that I was the only time. That. By the way, in, in if, if no matter how long we do this podcast, that is the only time you will ever hear Donald do a true boring summary of the episode. I like that. I like that you discover something, Donald. Because let's be honest. Yeah. You were either on Jazz Cabbage or playing a video game and not really paying attention to what we were doing. So now, <laughs> 20 years later, you're looking back. <laughs> and well, I'll you tell you. Interpret- I'll tell you. You know, this episode it really makes you. Think about the relationship that you're going, that I'm going through right now. It made me look at that. You know what I mean? My wife and I have surpassed every level of relationship in this episode. Uh, we, we've had the kid and we, you know, they're growing now. We've already did the beginning dates. We did the, we did the breakup and then get back together stuff. Like everything that's happened in this episode, my wife and I have done. And that's the one thing because these characters are so new that's the one thing in this episode that is missing, if you ask me, uh, is the successful we've done it all. But these guys are finding each other and getting to know each other uh, in my Tasty Coma Wife 
in this, way, this, in is this a, episode. I, this is a really good episode. I, I, Bill, I'm, I I'm, laughed I'm so, so many times, dude. I thought, <laughs> Bill, I'm so glad. First of all, I know that you, you technically write them all because you're overseeing the writer's room, but your name is actually on this one, along with Adam Bernstein, who's uh, directed the pilot. And so I was just so happy that I happened to ask you to come on because not only is it a great seminal episode with a lot of great stuff in it and very moving, I thought, at the end, but it happened to be one with your with your name on the script, so I was I was doubly glad you were here. And Laverne oh, has the fun. best Laverne has the best line in the show. Oh, this is gonna be what? a good episode. This is gonna be <laughs> this, this is a good episode. <laughs> Which one? I think I wrote down that line. Oh, good show today. That's what good she show says. today. Good show today. Yeah, <laughs> good, good show, show today. today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's in six four days. Uh, I wrote that down. That was funny. So the show opens up, guys, um, with I'm trying to f- go in for a slow kiss with Rowdy. And the audience is, the visual makes the audience go, what the fuck is going on? And then you reveal that Donald is coaching me because I haven't been with a woman in a while and I'm rusty and he's giving me some, some drills, kissing drills. You always the go taxi- the wrong way. I think you always the- go left or right, right? One of the two? I always go right. I always go right. Yeah, okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm basically, I just wanted to say out loud that, that Bill Lawrence got on television, network television, um, a show that opens with a man... French kissing a taxidermy dog. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me so happy. You know what made me happy about that section? I know Donald's heard it before. I wanted Donald to tell me if it was real or not. When you're working your rap with that dog, I think you use your young Zach Braff sexy voice. And, uh, uh, you know, when he's like, hey, you want some kibble? Yeah, and I put my finger on his lips. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to ask Donald if he ever heard that sexy voice for real, if Zach tried to lay that sexy girl, that sexy voice on people back in the day. No, you know, no. I've never been, I've never been next to Zach when he has really? laid his game down. That's yeah, the you've heard game. me. You've heard me flirt I've with a woman before. I've never heard you. I've, heard, I've seen you be like, I'm going in, and then you go in. And then come back like, oh yeah, it worked. But I've never seen, I've never been privy to, hey girl. Yeah, I've never, I've never been privy the to, is, the, the, to the, the to is. the music in You know the in the song where the bass finally gets to talk. Hey girl, we come to the end of the road, baby. I've never been. To, <laughs> I've never heard that moment <laughs> with you. Well, my my game isn't that good, but my game is certain, certainly. Uh, I don't have a low uh, bass. Hey baby, voice. Right. But um, I did. I did think it was just. I loved. I what I loved about the show, Bill, is what I'm saying is that I'm I'm, I'm saying it in a joking way. But I just love that how bizarre this show is that it opens like this, and then and then just when you think like, okay, that was random and weird. Way later on, when I go to kiss Amy Smart, you call it back because here Donald's like, no man, you go right too much. You got to go left when I'm leaning into kiss. And then later I go to kiss Amy Smart, and she's like, ooh, you went left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as if, as if, by the way, anyone has ever used that as a judgment factor for kissing, whether you went yeah. left or right. No one yeah. has ever said that to anybody, right? It makes me think, and I'm, if you're listening right now, do you, think about it. Do you? Do you have a normal way that you lean in to make out with someone? I'm I'm just doing it alone by myself right now. I think I probably do normally favor left. Do you? I go right. I don't know. I, don't I know. go right, dude. I go right. <laughs> Joel, do you go left I, or right? Donald and I lock. Donald and I would lock in well because we both go right. right. <laughs> Joel, you go right. Right. It's just natural. I don't know. Yeah. Daniel, right. 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 Okay. I don't know. I think I might be a lefty when it comes to the lean in. 
Well, here's my question, though. Did she go left? Because that's the only way it works, but is if she yeah. goes left also? I don't know. I got to tell you, it's really th- I'm going to try later on and see what happens, but I think I'm a lefty when it comes to that. Bill, I couldn't help but wonder when Krista is being so incredibly horrible to Johnny C um, during, their, <laughs> during as they deal with their newborn, if, if any of this could possibly have been based on real life. Yeah, dude. But I mean, look, the, <laughs> uh, you guys are well aware that I was just at the stage of having kids with Krista and that uh, I, without a doubt, lived in a world that I was supposed to remove my shoes and wash my hands, even though I still wasn't allowed to hold my daughter. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and it was a lot of get out of the room, don't make noise, turn that light off, go get me this, go do that. And so, yes. Uh, by the way, the only thing that was different was I was not nearly shirtless as often as Johnny C chose to be around his wife and newborn. Right. But otherwise, it was supposed to be the same. Yeah. So Johnny C is is naked. Now, why do you, when you're in the writer's room, are you guys at this point, you know, end of season two sort of laughing? Like, oh, Johnny C loves to be naked. Let's make him be naked and show off his muscles. Uh, do, do you really think I was about that to say, we dude. write Johnny C shirtless or, uh, you know, that <laughs> one, that, that one, one we did it. Yeah, he normally decides on his own, but this one we did script because, for full disclosure, we had seen so many scenes that we hadn't written it um, that we decided to write it once and have her say, we all get it, you love your body. (laughs) 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 Which was a a, a writer response, yes. Then he puts on a shocky... Jersey is that a real sports player, Shockey? Or is yeah, that Jeremy Shockey was Jeremy a Shockey. tight end for the New York Giants. He was he played really well for us. His you know his football career was short. He had a pretty short football career yeah. actually. He was really good, but then got hurt a bunch. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of head. Like he broke a lot of bones, I think, and got his head hit. But he was a tight end. He was like you know uh, before Tony Gonzalez, tight ends were pretty much just blocking and everything like that. And then Tony and Shockey and then that dude on Dallas. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, There's a bunch of them now. And the, the, the best one ever is by far Gronkowski. Like Gronkowski's taken everything that all of these other tight ends have done and turned it into a, you know, a receiver role that is very like you, it's, it's, it's unheard of to have a bunch of receivers and your best receiver be your tight end. You know what I mean? And yeah, watch, watch, uh, watch, Donald, watch Zach's eyes roll back into his head when I say, but don't you think Travis Kelsey is also kind of coming up behind Shock, uh, coming up behind Gronk right now? <laughs> As he blows his brains out. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. No, I, I Zach, really Zach, honestly, Zach, 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 I'm sorry, but we're talking about tight ends right now. Um, <laughs> I have, I, have I, I, I literally like JD, I swear to God, you said tight end, and like JD, I went off and started thinking about what I picture as a tight end. A nice firm bottom, and then uh, you guys pulled me back when you said Gronkowski because I think I know what that guy looks like. Can you explain to the listeners who don't follow football what does a tight end do? A tight end uh, is basically a tight end is basically a blocker. Really, it's like somebody who can who you know is on the line and and blocks for the quarterback, uh, but oh. is eligible to catch the ball also if needed. You know what I mean? So you only have a certain. Uh, bunch of players that can actually catch the ball it's illegal for other players to do it uh oh i didn't know that their position right so you're saying not every player is allowed to catch the ball 
No, or they have to be an the eligible. Case. They have to be an eligible receiver. Sometimes someone will have to tell the refs that on a certain formation he is eligible. Like a lineman can suddenly be eligible, but not everybody can catch the ball. I had I did not know that. And then uh, and then what Donald to make it more interesting what Donald and I are talking about is the position has evolved because these guys are so big. They're too these uh, the new modern tight end is too big to be covered by a little defensive back who are the ones that cover receivers. And uh, too fast to be covered by a big linebacker, and because these guys are now become the kind of ultimate athletes on football teams, these right. Travis so, Kelsey, Kelseys, and Gronks, and Tony Gonzalez. Right. If you have a good tight, if you have a good tight end, you are. You got a good tight end, Donald. There you go. Thank now you we're back. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> now so we're firm. back. And but, we're back. But Gronk, Gronkowski's <laughs> come out of retirement because. Oh, of, thank God. Yeah, yes. dude, he's. He's probably the most popular tight end ever in the history of tight ends. He's a, a character. He's like, I once worked out with this dude, and when I tell you, holy shit, like the workout I was doing was a warm-up for him. You know what I mean? And I was I was sweating and jumping and lifting weights and everything like that, and it was literally a warm-up for him, and then he went into something else after. So, you know. Um, let's uh, talk about how uh, he's decided to call me dog's names. Um, because, well, let's talk about these pratfalls first, though, man, because there are a couple of pratfalls in the opening that are pretty dope. One, Ricky Schroeder. Yeah. Rick Schroeder has a great pratfall over the thing with the blindfold on. Yeah. And then you have a great pratfall. Yeah. Epic one. Yeah. Into Epic. The, I, uh, I, look, I, I even winced at myself. I was like, how did that not hurt? Because it's definitely me doing it. And it looked like it fucking hurt. It looked it looked like it really, really hurt. And yeah. you add the noise on those too. It seemed violent. I liked it. I feel like if I was a, if there was a sport that was uh, stunt pratfalls, I could I could be good at it. Well, your best pratfall of all time is with Tacey Coma wife, uh, either later this year or next year when you fall down the stairs at her husband's funeral. <laughs> that's next <laughs> I episode, that's, I think. <laughs> I think that's coming up. Um, also, um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Paige Peterson. She's been on the show four times now. And we've oh, yet wow. to and we've yet to talk about her. She was the nurse that said, "I'm having surgery right now," or "I'm having uh, whatever it is right oh. now," and loving it. This is her fourth time on the episode, and she's the one that says to you, "Aren't you the one that likes to make out with dogs right yeah. before you go into?" Wait, did you know her? How did you know her name? Or you looked it up? I looked it up. Oh yeah, well, that's, that's cool. nice. Yeah, it's good of you to give her a shout out because she she actually uh, she. Uh, she's got a lot of uh, funny one-liners and she did a good mm -hmm. job. It's also yeah. so hard back then to have continuity and do a network show that like you're hoping that people would see the same nurses and doctors that don't necessarily speak every week, but still have those people be in the background every week, you know? So it's right. cool when we were able to do that with somebody. Yeah. This well, was her last, you know, I think this is her last episode, unfortunately, but. Well, um, I'm hoping that's because she went and got lot, lots more work somewhere else. Right. You know, well, I, mean, she, I, 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 I believe she did. I believe she did. I believe she did get a, another job. She went. She's, 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 she's talented and funny and uh, yeah. pretty. So those are good qualities to have in Hollywood. Speaking of which, it leads to um, a conversation about Amy Smart, which we're going to have after this break because she certainly is pretty and she certainly is funny and she does a great job in this episode. So we will be right back after. 
Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash real friends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends. That's helixsleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise-canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built-in USB-C charging cable and a noise-canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech.
And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Come on, Bill. You got to do it. Bill. I'm excited about Bill, it. Bill, you got to do it at the same I, time. I got to tell you, man, I'm still, how, by the way, so what's the early verdict on interrupting Bill on that? Thing? I love you guys, it. How are you guys feeling about it? I love it. And people I think people really like it. it and, too. Oh, yeah. The fans love it. And I felt bad because, um, your, your your tone in the second one was sort of melancholic. <laughs> and, and I said, I don't know if you heard the last episode, but I was like, I think we may have hurt Bill's feelings. And I, I was like, we, Bill, you're allowed to go on as long as you want. Even if you want to do a seven-minute monologue, it is fine by us. The fans no, love we, you. By the way, we didn't hurt Bill's feelings. Donald said he was cool with it. Oh, uh, fucking uh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Donald said, I'm fine. Donald said, I think the quote is, I'm fine with it. It's Bill. I'm fine with it. Oh, and then my Zach's, God. That, yeah, and then if I remember, I'm, I'm just, and I'm, I can't remember specifically, but I think it was exactly Zach who said, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. just Bill goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> right. No, it was great. You know, the funny thing was, wait, the funny thing was, though, the, on your last bit of trivia, the answer was Elizabeth Banks, and I didn't get it at all, but Donald knew it. And, you, and, and the only thing you'd recorded is, thanks, Zach. I'm sure you're the one who got it. It was me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so. By the way, I know, but I don't expect because of Donald's rep on the show for him to remember this stuff. So when he does get one, I'm happily surprised. Are you kidding no, me? me? When Elizabeth Banks came on the show, I thought it was the biggest deal. Uh, after watching uh, the 40 year old virgin, and he goes, "I'm going to put my bicycle in your trunk," and she goes, "Hey!" And then pops the trunk. <laughs> 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 when she came on the show, I was like, "I'm paying attention to this." Um, <laughs> I want to talk about something. Before we go forward with the Amy Smart thing, Ralphie's yeah. back on this episode. In so this episode. funny, that kid, yeah. And somebody said to me on the interweb, and I'm not sure if this is true, because now I don't I don't I didn't remember the young man's name. Yeah. But apparently Ralphie is in Shazam. Oh shit, is he really? That's cool. Apparently Ralphie's in Shazam either as one of the kids or as uh the one he of the superheroes. Wouldn't he have to, he have to be like 36? This is 19 years ago. He's not well, a kid. Or, or then as one of the superheroes. This he is could be because there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of Shazams at the end of Shazam. At the end of the Shazam. Spoiler Joel, alert. Joel, will, will you try and figure out and, and maybe Joel, if you could send us in the chat a picture of what he looks like today, because I'm I'm dying to know. But I um, actually saw little, that movie in I saw that movie in the theaters because Zach is the star of it. Zach plays Shazam in that. No, no, Bill, that's a different <laughs> that's a different Zach. What? <laughs> if I was in Shazam, you guys would all have amphibious ATVs like uh, like Kanye West just gave three chains. Also, so, I don't think you're correct about Joey being in Shazam. Okay, uh, well, it wasn't Joey me that Sarvia said it. Somebody, somebody said it to me. Uh, and well, I that person to make sure. was wrong. There, that's that's the same person that was wrong about how brilliant your summaries of the episodes are. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, person who said that Joey was in Shazam. You were wrong. Um, Joey, you were correct I, about oh. something though last week. Joey was in the gag reel, um, absolutely thrown into the glass door, exiting yeah, the uh, uh, <laughs> by accident. Yeah, he I remembered that. Tossed into it. I also remembered on the gag reel, for those of you who'd like to go back and look at them. And by the way, if you don't know, we, we sometimes use the, the words interchangeably, uh, for those of you who don't know. Uh, gag and blooper reel are, are something we cut together at the end of every uh, season. They're just kind of the mistakes, funny funny mistakes from when we're filming. And I think they're all on YouTube. You can look up, for example, season two, Scrubs. It'll either say blooper or gag. They're kind of used interchangeably. And they're very funny. And and one of the things, not only is Ralphie hitting the door on there, but in this episode, when Donald falls yes, over yes. Rowdy, 
Do you remember this? I don't know this if a crew awesome. member a crew member was like holding up Rowdy uh, to make sure he didn't fall over or something. We had Rowdy. It wasn't held up, Zach. We had Rowdy uh, because he had trouble standing at that point because some of his leg strength has deteriorated. (laughs) (laughs) Rowdy had to be kind of fastened. (laughs) How was Rowdy Riggs? I forgot. Rowdy was fastened. He was kind of fastened to the little carpeting thing there to stand upright. You know what I mean? And the assumption was when Donald would hit Rowdy that he would go down. But I still couldn't. I still couldn't. The, the the joke is I trip over Rowdy, and but Rowdy couldn't fall or it didn't right. look right, and so right. I had to pretend that I trip over Rowdy without yes. t- knocking Rowdy over. And which so makes we had no, Rowdy which fastened makes, up to to stay up as if Rowdy was solid, and Donald just fell down, not like fell on top of Rowdy. So on the gag reel, what you'll see is that Donald trips over Rowdy. Rowdy falls down and then magically pops back up again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it and I remember, Donald, you started fucking every the whole crew started cackling. It was so fucking funny. I, I, when I saw the when I saw the gag on this, when I saw the 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 stunt fall on this, I went, "Oh my god!" I remember that moment, and this is like 19 years ago. That's how funny it was. It was very disturbing too, because it made the dog seem, you know, like it was still kind of slugging away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Bill, I, what was the story about Amy? I mean, I, I'm sure that I had, if you had asked me and you had said, hey, we need a very funny, attractive new love interest for you. If, if the year was um, 2002, I probably was like, Amy Smart. Yep. Because um, I think that, you know, she's obviously a beauty, but I really think she's got comedic chops. And I, I thought she was really, really good in this episode. Well, you know, it, it's, uh, we had, it, it randomly, you'd be surprised, but a lot of times... Uh, casting, especially if it's not huge stunt casting, starts much like Donald said about Elizabeth Banks, who obviously is a huge star now and back there was doing uh, um, whatever horse movie was and Virgin, you know, and all that stuff and just kind of getting her career going. What was the horse movie? She was, uh, she played Jeff Bridges' young wife. It was, uh, no one even knows that's her. Is that the horse um, whisperer? The what? The horse whisperer? No, it, you guys, you guys will get this. It's the, Seabiscuit. She played Jeff Bridges' young wife in that with brown hair. And yeah. she was also and, in uh, Catch Me If You Can, I think, with Leo. I think she had a Leo. Yes. Uh, she was yeah. also in all of the Spider-Man movies as the uh, secretary for J. Jam- uh, J. Jameson. J. That's his name, right? J. Yeah, J. Yep. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. And then, uh, uh, so, it, but the point is, like, that you know, sometimes casting will come, especially when people are starting to dig the show, and we'll do it from us having watched a movie and I think uh, a bunch of the writers in the room saw Road Trip because yeah. they cast both uh, Amy Smart and remember DJ Qualls or whatever his name, the tall yeah. kind of dorky. They were both from Road Trip. So people are like, hey, this is a funny movie with people doing comedy. And uh, the cool thing was Scrubs at this point had reached a stage that when you reached out to people like that, if they had seen the show, like Amy was really cool about going, yeah, I'll come to a bunch. You know, so yeah, uh, I think she was. And I knew, her, I knew her. I knew her. I knew her a little bit as a uh, through mutual friends, and um, through me, dude. No, not through you. Through uh, Josh. Yeah, Reden, man. Actually, I've, well, I've known Amy since Road Trip. When I was doing Remember the Titan, she was doing Road Trip, and then I did Felicity, and she uh, was on Felicity at the same time as I was, and then uh, she came and did Scrubs. So I'm pretty sure at some point I'll 
there was and it, it might have been Josh Raiden, but I'm yeah. But Josh sure. was dating. Josh was dating um, at the time um, her Amy's best friend. Okay, uh, a woman named Deborah, and uh, so I anyway I I knew her a little bit. And uh, whatever happened, happened. And uh, she's just great on the show. And I thought it was very funny, Bill, the, the setup you wrote, where you're setting up the saddest story ever. Like, her <laughs> husband's in a coma. She's a, She's been left all alone. She's a young bride. It's so tragic. And that you're, like, totally leading the audience down this down this hole. And then it cuts to the classic scrub, sexy <laughs> slow-mo turnaround with the wind and everything. It was so funny. Yeah, yeah I think your voice was like, also, she happens to be incredibly hot. And everybody calls her Tasty Coma Wife or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting a note on uh, a Tasty Coma Wife of uh, the, I don't think it was a huge one, but whoever covered the show from NBC thinking that was too insensitive for, uh, not only thinking that was too insensitive for everybody, you know, all the characters that we like to call her that, but because of that note, um, we wrote into the script that you were the one, your character was the one that gave her that nickname. Remember at the end, she's like, she's like, do people call me Tasty Coma Wife? And you're like, I don't know. She's like, I love it. And you're like, I thought it up. <laughs> so I bet people who are listening, Bill, would be interested to know that, that you know, you got a hit show. As, I, as, as it says on Scrubs Wiki, season two was our biggest season in terms of viewership ever. And you're still getting minutia notes like that from from a from a network. Um, yeah, but realize that, that yeah, it, but it, it's a good thing because all it really means is when a show's doing well, uh, the people that work on it networks they're there because they love TV. That's why they're not in business. You know, that's why they didn't go to you know into the financial world. And so once a show has some heat and buzz behind it, it's even more exciting to try and contribute and give your two cents. And it's never malicious. You know, wouldn't it be more interesting if they did this? It wouldn't be cool if they did that. And then as producers, you make the choice. Do we let everybody feel the pride of ownership, which we like to do on this show? Or mm. um, do you uh, get jerky and go, hey, now that we have leverage, we don't have to listen to anything you say, which I think right. is counterproductive because then people aren't looking to. And, you know, with us, especially with the Disney folks who gave us notes you know, we loved them feeling like they were part of the creative part of the show. Like, remember when we did the musical and the president of Disney Studios, Mark Pedowitz, like rented a whole theater for us and had yeah, us all yeah. go watch the musical yeah. on a big movie theater and yeah. stuff. And that's because they felt like they were all part of it. You know what I mean? And you so, also, yeah, you also become friends with people in time. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I have a bunch of friends. Well, a few, I shan't say a bunch. I have a few friends that are actual network executives now, you know what I mean? And work. Yeah, for you guys would run into like Julia that. Franz who helped run that run Disney Studios all the time. And uh, she was such a huge, you know, um, cheerleader for the show. I, I, I remember all you guys having great relationships with her. It makes such a difference when you have an executive who really gets it and and campaigns for for the show. Because I feel like these these decisions on your life or death are just made in in conference rooms. I mean, the numbers are looked at and, and judged, and and I'm sure. But but there's also like the when it's on the bubble the the how many people in the room are going no trust me just give it a chance and 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 as opposed to people going eh and and if you're it sounds like what you're saying is also that if you're the showrunner and you're a dick and you're on the bubble people are like you know what fuck that guy no cancel it you know it's right? it's, it's interesting I I do agree with that you know I, I think you have to find that fine line of you know standing up for what you care about creatively and not capitulating but also if people are invested in the show why not you know uh let them feel the pride of ownership if they're working their butts off on it? i will say like for us 
there's a absolute direct correlation to the seventh year. I didn't care when this show ended after we got through six years, as long as we knew, because I knew how I wanted the show to end. In the seventh year, the show almost ended without us being able to control it because of the writer's strike. Mm. And I think it was only because how the writers and how all you guys reacted towards Disney, our studio, that when NBC said, writer's strike and we're done, the ABC called up and said, how do you guys like to switch to another network and do your last season? And I, I that was one of my favorite seasons of the show, season eight. So... Um, I think that happened in part because we considered them part of our team, you know? What season was it that we took? So we, our hiatus was so long one time. No, it wasn't. It's probably the writer's strike, right? It was, it, we have it a was hiatus season, that was like almost a year. Yeah. It, it was like, season seven ended right in the uh, early part of the season and season eight, we decided to move it over to ABC and, uh, there was a long gap, um, before we started shooting. Was, I think it might've, it might've been a full calendar year. It was crazy. Yeah, I feel uh, you, you reminded me that I I felt sad. I has a sad about the sort of medieval times episode we we did because I put so much love and work into directing it, and you put so much love and work into writing it. And uh, because of what was happening in the writer's strike, that that would have been the the series finale of Scrubs. Not only and that, remember, I, they, I feel they like that was super order. underappreciated because man, that was a expensive slash uh, artistic slash fun episode to do, and I don't think it ever got any love. No, it was. Uh, and remember NBC because there was a strike and they didn't care about anything other than bottom line at that point. Jig juggled the order of uh, episodes to air that last as if it was the season finality and, and it made no sense. Yeah. And a lot of uh, people were like, that's it. That's how you're ending the show. And we're like, no, we're, we didn't mean to please like it yeah. still. Yeah, it was very upsetting. It was an homage to the princess bride, man. Such and, a great uh, episode. Uh, it's so cool. Oh man. I love that episode. And no one ever talks about it. Whenever we like bring up conversations about what's your favorite episode, they say the musical, they say uh, the, the Brendan Fraser episode, you know, all the standards. But no one ever, ever mentions that episode. And I thought it was really good. I thought it was cool. Slow, slow tear. Um, um, wait, could I say something that I want to, we almost skipped past in this one. Is it 521? I'm doing a thing because it's a, a compliment to Donald. I loved, because we did a bunch of different versions over the years, and Donald might not remember, uh, uh, of when Laverne, when Aloma would kind of break into Donald's uh, questions, <laughs> and he would say like, you would say, like, uh, we're only dealing with people that are invited in this one. He says, I checked the guest list for this conversation, and you're not on it. Right. Yeah. And this one, that's it. I didn't know that. So this one, this one, at the end, you made a noise. And it, I remember seeing that, that and it made me so happy because it was a, you're not on it. So uh, I don't know what uh, means, but it was fantastic. Right on. I'll Does that mean? Accepted and received. I don't know where that came from. I watched it today, and I laughed my ass off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at this, that was funny. I, no, I, I notice now, but I notice now at this point in the show, I started getting really comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're watching yeah. the show from the beginning, when we started, like as much as, as much as I like to think that I knew about comedy when we started, I feel like I was, out of everyone the one who had the hardest time picking up jokes. And the crazy thing was you kept writing jokes for me and sometimes I would nail them and sometimes I wouldn't. But I'm starting to notice as it's going on, now I'm starting to get comfortable with the character 
and it's it doesn't feel like like it sounded it felt like before that I was reading it or I was forcing it and now I'm just starting to relax. Yeah, but you're just, you're you're just doing. Yes, you can tell how naturalistic you are now, but you're just harsh on yourself the way all performers do. You were always funny, dude. Right, I love that you put yourself under that critical eye, but it's it's not true. But no, but also one thing yeah. I'll say, Bill, uh, is uh, to use a sports term, is that he is in the zone in this episode. There's, there's yes, lots of little doubt. riff. There's lots of little riffing you're doing, Donald. You're feeling right. confident. I thought you were really good in this episode. The both doing uh huh 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 and the end when he's mad at Ralphie when he says, You shut your mouth right now. By the way, which is a, a surgeon Ralphie, yelling at a child. You shut your mouth right now. <laughs> oh my god. What about uh, hey, Ralphie? Zach, I gotta yeah. Uh, interrupting, it's an interrupting Bill moment while I'm here. It, Dan, d- inter- I don't know what the song is. Interrupting Bill. Interrupting Bill. In, 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 uh, so for real, we would occasionally have recur jokes over the years that you were listed on the board. You guys wouldn't recognize them because they're just tiny jokes that we thought we would keep going. And one of Donald's was there was four different times across the years that Donald told Laverne, that he uh, that unless she got an invitation, she should sit down. He's seen the guest list; she's not on it. He did it. He did that to her so many times. Do you know? And it happened at the uh, the nine minute mark. What a weird reoccurring joke was for you, uh, Zach, in uh, reference to um, calling yourself the boat. Do you know what the oh, reoccurring joke is? The reoccurring joke is that I, in my voiceover. I say that I, I clearly want a, a cool nickname for myself, and I'm always auditioning them. Like, the boat would be a cool nickname. Yes, and so then, you. And then some, and then something happens, and I'm like, "Way to go, boat!" <laughs> so you, if you go back and watch this series, there's eight different times that you're trying to have a nickname, whether it be lion or tiger or whatever, just catch yeah. hold. And it never does. And one of the things they said at the beginning of this series was JD should always wish he had a nickname and never get one. That's funny. <laughs> That's very funny. That's funny. I didn't and, know. I, I didn't. I didn't clock it as recurring, but I did laugh at at uh, at, at me calling my trying to get my own nickname. It's funny because you can't get your own nickname going. I like no, yeah. If you sure. try so many times, I think sometimes Donald says to you or someone says to you, no matter how bad you want it, no one's ever going to call you Big Cat or call you Lion or something. <laughs> That's at a different episode. <laughs> Um, I laughed. I think I improv this bill when when Amy Smart says you have something on your cheek, and I go working in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> did you make you her? Know, like, who made? Was that Adam or you that made her lick you? I was about to say, where did that come from? No, bill, that was that aggressive. Was in the script. I'm, she, she was in the script. She's not randomly licking me. That well, no, script. I think I think that it like I'll get it, and she does something aggressive was there, but I think that it was probably an actress or director choice to go just lick it off. I mean, I think it was probably lick your thumb I, and then I, I, up I, and kiss I, it or something. I I certainly wasn't being like to Amy Smart like, what if you were to lick oh, my face? Yeah, I right. Wasn't, I, I was I wasn't <laughs> implying. I was not implying that you were doing. Maybe instead of licking your finger and touching, you should lick my face in this moment. Yeah, Amy, 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 do you see on the sides how it says she uh, licks her thumb? What if you just lick my face? <laughs> uh, oh, how about God, when I'm Donald sorry. goes, um, when um, Donald, when Judy says that you, was there something about sleep toots and then you do the sound of them. What, what's the sound you make? <laughs> You do, you, do, you do air first. You go. Right. <laughs> I always had 
that I always wondered, why do farts see, sound like they're asking a question? It always is. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I love that. I love it. And then Nurse Roberts says, like, I make Mr. Roberts wear airtight boxers. That's what Which, I say. By the way. Laverne. By the way, and she is always contributing in your shit more than anybody's. If she yeah. hears you talking to someone, she gets into it, which really makes me laugh. Let's talk about Elliot uh, sabotaging her relationship. She's finally got some joy. She's finally, she, we, in the last episode, she finally said that she's happy um, for the first time in her life. We, Donald and I were talking about in the last episode how Elliot's sort of bopping around in the rare, like, non-neurotic mood. And now she's already wanting to sabotage it because she, she, she's, I don't know, that's what she does, right? Well, look, this this will you'll find interesting because we this script was easy to write because we come up with premises ahead of time, right? And we thought, um, you know, what would be cool is Donald and and Judy, Carl and Turk, we set up because uh, remember that kid had eaten a ring and gotten paid. We knew we had to bring it back. Donald paid him not to say anything, so we knew that was going to be a problem. Johnny C, you know, Dr. Cox and Jordan, you know, had to have, we didn't have a problem for Rick and uh, Elliot yet, but Dr. Cox and Jordan were dealing with the kid. And usually our episodes, everybody has to figure out how to have a solution, you know, in, you know, how to get to the solution of their story. In this one, we said, you know, it'd be cool is we don't ever have to do the solution if they're just all having petty shit go on. And because JD is so alone, he yells at them for not realizing they got it better than him and that makes all their problems go away. So you didn't even have to do the story work at the end. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's how we came up with the, the way we came up with the Elliot and nurse flowers thing is to go, what could she cause shit over just cause she's scared that she's starting to like the guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's clever the way you structured this because it's JD who's lonesome and single who wants more than anything to find love. I mean, jokingly, the episode opens with him running drills on kissing because it's been so long since he kissed anybody. And and then seeing him seeing all these relationships in various stages, in various, you, you know, uh, forms of, of, of disarray, and then it, it sort of bubbles up with the monologue at the end where I just explode. Like, how the, how the fuck could you guys not realize how lucky you are to, to, to be with someone? Well, because uh, it's... It's it, you almost JD almost crosses a line though you know what I mean? Uh, you, he almost goes against the moral code. This woman has a husband who's not in the ground yet, and still, ha even though he's probably not going to make it through this, she uh, she needs to handle that first and deal with all of that first before she goes into a relationship, yeah. and she shows weakness. And JD almost pounces on it. You know right. what I mean? And so I, I also think the blow up at the end was, you know, him realizing, holy shit, I almost went there. Yeah. And yeah. these fuckers are right. His it's his own thing too. His own, you're right, you're right, you're right. I never even saw that. It's it's, it's that's a good point, Donald. It's sort of his own you know, sometimes when like you have your own conscience bubbling up and you don't even know it, and he sort of explodes on everyone else. Part of that monologue at the end when he's just berating everyone is his own frustration that he's got no one and he's so alone. And now all of a sudden here's this amazing woman who's so pretty and so into him and so in on the joke and silly and funny. And she's like his perfect dream girl. 
and and his his conscience and his morals make him stop it. And then they're all fighting, and he's like, "You fuckers! Don't you realize how lucky you are to have someone?" I don't know. I right. think that was really good. Yeah, I I wrote that down. That's the. It's an amazing blow up. Not only you're acting at that moment, but also go on, go on. I won't stop what, you. Okay, you you do a great job at it, and thank you. Uh, and and it's very easy for the audience and our characters to have sympathy for you. After you have that moment, you know what I mean. Um, but uh, it's amazing how it was, how it's presented. Also, it gets to a point where, you know, the hero of our of our show almost becomes a villain, and it's and stops himself be, from becoming that person. And he's gonna, you know, he's gonna trade. It might. It comes up again later on in the next. In the next. Do you think episode. the audience would really think him as villainous? I mean, wouldn't they be like, absolutely? Oh, uh- yeah. Really? But don't then, you think there'd be a certain percentage of the audience would be like, "I get it." I do it. I do it. Right. I. Well, that's the dilemma. I would you would you or would you if somebody if somebody had somebody who was on the verge of passing away but has not yet passed away, would you let that person have the moment to grieve and and move on, or would you slide in at their weakest moment? I think. Well, Jamie they're also going out. She week- she. But she asks him out, and they're drinking. She's and they're, weak, though. But I she's love weak. this argument. This is the argument that writers want you guys to have. You guys know that. Like, so much so is transporting me back. One of the things we did in this show when we wrote it, because Donald is correct in that, you know, we wanted people to go to not want Zach to do this and to not want JD to do this. And the way that we got there was we're so lucky we have a show of fantasies and that the actor was good. And it wasn't my pitch, but someone's like, for us to really be down on JD doing this, the coma husband has to speak and has to be alive (laughs) in the fantasies. And the fact that he actually was, do I mean, and the guy was good and that you seemed and you felt his, you know, anguish and anger made it. Because I think if that guy had never spoken and was just a lifeless extra in a bed, you would have been like, JD should go for it, man. That dude's been like that for a year. But the second he's that was especially when he hands you a chart, you know, when you walk in the next day and you're like, ah, you know, so that, you know, your conscience is killing you. You know, to me, that's yeah. what made that show work. And it wasn't, wasn't my idea. But we uh, we argued over exactly what Donald's talking about. Well, it is a real testament. I got to say, it's a real testament to what you what you as a writer are saying about J.D.'s character, because he's got this woman who's being the aggressor on him. And they've had drinks, and and she's like, "Where are we going?" And he's like, "I got to stop this." And but then he actually goes, "Like, if you really want this, I'll pick you up and run twelve miles with you right now." But uh, but I think it'd be best if you waited. And she's like, "I'll call you." And you know, in his head, he's like, "Fuck!" Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and what makes what makes it such a scrubs moment though. At the end of the blow up, when everybody's feeling down and out about themselves, in walks Nurse Roberts. Yeah. And there's something. By the way, remember how she used to lean forward when she would do that too? You like that? All right, we're going to go to break. We're going to go to break, and then we have a caller who's going to be very excited that Uncle Bill is here. Uh, We will be right back after someone talks to you. Hey listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep Mattress. 
And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's that's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash real friends. That's helixsleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix. Better sleep starts now. JLab Audio is personal tech designed for you that fits your life, looks cool, and offers surprisingly awesome value. Imagine the products and features you actually want and make sure the entire experience owning them is a great one. Always packing the most functionality and fun into every product at a truly accessible price. Zach, mm. let me tell you, JLab has these new luxury over-ear headphones called the JBuds Lux ANC. Yep. These seamlessly blend innovation and lab quality sound, all in these sleek headphones that guarantee an elevated listening experience. You can connect to multiple devices, customize your sound in the JLab app, and get over 70 hours of playtime. Well, buddy, those sound pretty cool, but have you heard of the JBuds ANC3? They are the smallest smart active noise-canceling true wireless earbuds you can find. You can also connect to multiple devices, but these come with a built-in USB-C charging cable and a noise-canceling microphone for crisp, clear phone calls. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval term. Apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacoba's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacobas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store... Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. 
It's about a $30 value and they sell fast. So there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. Only at Tacovas.com. And we're back! Whoa! And we're, and, we're back. Back. and we're back. And we're back. And we're back with Norcon. Norcon. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm so one. sorry. I'm so sorry to the Nor. Nor, do you get that all the time? Do you get that all no. the time? No, she hey, doesn't. Nor. And Nor, hi. How are you? Hi. Hi. Okay. Okay. Do you get that all the time, Nora? No, no one does that. And the poor people no one, were jogging. I have no earbuds left. <laughs> I backed up no one, the yeah, mic. No one, I'm gonna no alternate one screams it at Nora the way that you oh scream at Nora. I don't think I've ever been introduced like this ever in my entire life. Oh, <laughs> Nora, it's very have nice you ever to meet seen, you. Seen, have you ever seen Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan? Uh, I'm not a Star Trek fan. It's yes, okay. Nora. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not a Star Trek fan. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm sorry, Joel. I'm sorry. Oh no, my no, God. God! Don't worry, oh, no Trek. Ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, that was Nora Khan. Nora Khan is done for the episode. Oh God! Oh my God! I can't believe this. Oh wow! Nora, it's I'm so shaking. nice to meet you. Welcome to the program. Uh, we have a very special episode because we have a surprise guest, Bill Lawrence, the creator of the whole darn thing, is here. So you hey, can Nora. ask us anything. <laughs> I have so much to ask you, but before I get into that, I just want to, I have been watching you guys for so long. I have, I think, watched the series start to finish over 30 times uh, since 2004. Um, Nora, that's uh, that's almost, that's almost 30 times more than Donald's seen them. (laughs) 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 Okay. uh, so um, it's it's my happy place. Uh, it's my husband's uh, cheat code to my mood. So like if I'm in a bad mood, like, you know, I'm on my period and, you know, usually you need to give women chocolate and wine. No, you just need to put on an episode of Scrubs and I'm on it. <laughs> and I hate it that he has like, he knows this Achilles heel of mine. I hate it so much, but uh, he also uses it very, very much. Uh, I would too. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I wish... Donald wishes he could put on scrubs to calm down his wife when she's on a period. (laughs) Listen, she don't even have to be on a period. My wife just don't like me, man. I'm I'm convinced now. (laughs) I'm just convinced. I'm guessing today today hasn't been the best quarantine day. No, the past, ever since school went back, it's been Uh, tough. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there that can relate, Donald, who are, uh, who can empathize with you. You should know, Nord, Donald pointed out while you were waiting that my wife is essentially playing herself on the show. So, so, <laughs> so for me, I don't think, I don't, I don't think, I don't think pop it on, or maybe Zach did. Yeah. I don't yeah. think pop it yeah, on an episode. I, I can say help it. Me I can yeah. say it. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, well, Nord, that's a, Nord, she's a great you. character. So if that's how she's in real life, you just hit the jackpot, my friend. Oh, yeah. you know, you would think that. And yet it's also very, very scary. Um, yeah. That's okay. I mean, you know what? You know what? I always think, Bill. I think that, and you've said a version of this, but I think it's kind of. I mean, this is maybe stupid to say, but the universe kind of gives you who you need, and you and Donald both have very tough 
Krista, I'll give it a capital T, um, a wives, but they, because you guys have big personalities, they keep you in check. And yes. sometimes that's very hard, but uh, some wallflower who's going to let you do whatever you want is not going to work for, for six months with you guys. Yeah. I thought you were saying that Donald and I should be able to trade wives and have it be cool with them. I thought that's where you were going. <laughs> well, that's something you guys can work out. Because uh, <laughs> I don't think it would be cool with Krista. I think it would be cool with Krista, but not for me, just for her. She's so in love with Donald. It's so upsetting. Yeah. Um, well, not Casey would be yeah. all right with it. Casey would be like, what, we get a pool? <laughs> Krista... Yeah, Casey would be like, Casey be like, I'll make out a bill for a pool. Listen, I gotta tell you that Krista, Krista does this thing that's so awkward where we're we're in front of Bill and we're hugging, and you know I give a standard, hey, good to see you, hug, and she's like, and Bill's standing right there, and she'll be like, mm, don't, 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 don't let it go. Keep holding me. I don't and like it's it. So it's so awkward, and she's doing it just to fuck with Bill, and I'm sitting there with like a red face. I don't like, like okay, it. Okay, Krista. Okay, Krista, let go. <laughs> don't like it. I don't like it. Nora, where are you calling from? I'm calling from India. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. No way. Fake doctor's Very real cool. friend all the way from India, baby. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This, this podcast is truly global, Donald. It's I just want you to know global. we made it. Very, sure. Very cool. Hey, did you get a mug? Were you difference. able to get a mug? Uh, no, I actually haven't uh, gotten around to ordering it yet. Also, <laughs> stuff is not coming in from the U.S. right now. They are taking yeah. forever to, to reach us. So I'm just waiting for shit to get a little better. I have to say, I have to say on the merch front, just as a slight digression, when Donald and I started this podcast, um, the people at iHeart said to us, and we, we, Donald and I don't know podcasts that much. I've listened to a few. <laughs> he's listened to none. And we said, um, they said, just so you know, uh, podcast listeners really like you know, some basic merch, a T-shirt or a mug. Because it, it, you're, you're building a community and, and it's sort of a club and, and, and people like that stuff. And so Donald and I said, okay, we'll, we'll make merch. That's cool. You know, we, we were never in a rock band. We'll, we, we'll, we'll, that'll be fun for us. So it's taken a long time to get it up. It's, and and, uh, and, and we, on the podcast, we've joked about all these funny merch ideas. We put up a mug and a mask and they were gone within like three hours. And Donald and I have now been texting, like, we need to take this shit a little more seriously because people are not fucking around with fucking merch. They want their merch, Donald. There is a lot you guys can do merch-wise. And, like, I was just like, shit, yeah, if I knew this was going to happen, I'd get, like, you know, T-shirt with both their faces on it or something printed before, like, I got on this call. But, like, I was like, yeah, man, this is... Well, no, I'm, I'm, you look I'm, great. You look nor, great. Nor you look great. I was in bed when I, got the, when I got the mail, and I was like, oh, shit, I need to start looking like a human being again. And I was like, ah. <laughs> nor nor just texted me, Zach. Nor just texted uh, me. It's almost 1 o'clock at night. Nor just texted me that the only merch she wants is a, a five, six, seven, eight Bill Lawrence thing, which I think is very nice of her <laughs> to have Love said. It. Hey, by the way, by the can, way we I promise, just, uh, can we promise Nora a coffee mug that she doesn't have to order a coffee mug, Zach, that we're going to send her Bill, a coffee stop mug? stop giving away our shit. You're a guest if on anybody, the show. If anybody would like a coffee mug, all you got to do oh my is... Uh, <laughs> you don't have to pay for them. All you got to do... What? I'm not supposed to no, do No, no, he's, he's right. Listen, if you from here on out, from here on out, we're, Bill, Lawrence, Bill Lawrence brought up a great incentive for making it onto the show. You yeah. got a mug? I think yes. you should get a mug. Yeah. I okay, love this fine. idea, and I'm, I'm loving that it's starting with me, so I'm going to be expecting that. Uh, uh, yes. I see Joelle sigh, not for giving away a mug, a but trying, trying, <laughs> trying to get a mug to India. 
<laughs> oh Joelle, my God. I, I see Joelle holding her head like, how the fuck am I going to get a mug to India right now? And by the I'm way, quarantined. by the way, I think it should be a rule, no matter where you're calling from, if you don't get that mug within a week, then you get a second mug. And it keeps no, going. No, 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 Wait, what? Why not? Why not? Why not? You know, anyway, you know, it's, to... you know, it doesn't work. It's not going to work when Daniel and freaking Joel are like, hold on, no, no, no. no. <laughs> and then, and then, anyway, just to finish, mug, to finish, well, then to finish the mug, Zach. No, 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 Bill, next week. Bill. And then Bill, maybe you... like a five or a six or a seven, eight mug. Five, six, seven, eight. No, 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 no. Fuck sake, Dan, turn it off. Dan, Bill, what the fuck? What, Dan? No. Woo! And we're back. Fucking hell. He thinks he can take control over the show. Dan, I'm gonna need the ability. I'm gonna need the ability to be able to mute Bill. <laughs> uh, no, wait a second. Question? Are we saying your name correct, Nor? Yes, you're saying it. Uh, All right, like. Nor. Nor. What, what do you do? Go. What do you? Oh, sorry, Zach. I was gonna ask Nor what she does there. What do you do there in India, Nor? She collects mugs from fake doctors. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Uh, well, that's a bit of a loaded question, but like the short version of that is I have been a wedding planner for eight years uh, and I just wow. recently as like uh, about four weeks ago, uh, stepped out of my company, gave the whole thing to my partner because I am going to be a sustainable farmer. Oh, that's very wow. cool. Oh my God. Holy shit, that's dope, it's, dude. It's like the documentary. Did you watch The Biggest Little Farm? Yes, we. Uh, so my husband and I have always wanted to uh, retire on a farm and, and do that whole thing. Uh, and then this this whole COVID situation has just kind of been like, why are we waiting? Hmm. You know, that's neat. So, Good for you. Yeah. What so are you gonna? For you. What are you gonna? I gotta. What are you I gotta. Gonna I gotta, farm? I gotta what are you gonna? What what crop are you gonna farm? We're actually going to do a permaculture, which is kind of an ecosystem uh, of like different kinds of things together. Uh, and we're also going to live on uh, on the farm away from the city so that I don't have to deal with oh people. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. Noor, I missed miss if you said that you'd seen this documentary, The Biggest Little Farm. Yes, we have. I love that documentary so much. And if, you, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, please check it out. It's... It's about a couple that uh, that does a version of what Noor is saying, where they create yeah. a, a sustainable farm, and it's so moving and amazing, and I, I really loved it. Yeah, and, and it was just, I think, and uh, my husband and I were in uh, quarantine together with, like, his family and everything, and we were just, you know, and Bombay is a very loud uh, city, mm. and during like the whole thing it was so quiet and it was like we were just like oh my god this is amazing why can't we have this for our whole lives and and that's when the conversation started like you know do you really want to wait 10 years and, and then start and do you want to just do it now and i was like why not so. oh well i wish you the best of luck well, that'd be so awesome bill do you think you and krista might also um start a sustainable farm yeah, I don't necessarily think that's in the cards for us. <laughs> but man, 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 do I think that's super. Would the, yeah, would the sustainable farm still be like a luxury Four Seasons resort? Is that part yeah. of it? Yeah, Bill, you can you can build a Four Seasons resort on the farm. I'm, that's sure. Part of okay. I'm sure. That's totally possible. <laughs> uh, that's um, really Nora, cool. That is so cool. Nora, go ahead. If you have a question, we, we're ready to answer. So I have a few, so you can stop me whenever you guys are done answering. Okay, go for <laughs> well, the way okay. we get, yeah, go ahead. 
Okay, so I'm going to start with Bill just because uh, he's the brains behind the operation. Of uh, course. Well, I, I, and Noor, thank you. I thank you so much for enjoying my podcast. It's really cool. <laughs> oh, my God. I really enjoy your podcast, Bill. It's amazing. By the way, I was going to start with Bill. I was like, oh, here we go. I totally, I totally imagined that I totally imagined that in season three of this podcast, Donald and I are guests. Right. <laughs> you guys, hey, as long as you guys tell me, you can come on whenever you want, Zach and Donald. I'm just going to... You gotta let me know what's going on. Let's hear it, Nor. I'm ready. Okay. Right, go ahead, Nor. So, so if we were to pick up the show today, um, X number of years after it has gone off the air, and we had to pick up from where the boys are today and and the whole cast is today, Bill, where do you see the show going? Do you think that they'll still be at Sacred Heart, or do you think that JD and Turk would go into private practice together? Where do you see like the whole show going, like? Just because there was so much uh, towards the end of season eight, I don't consider season nine an actual season, so just letting you all know that. Um, <laughs> whatever. Oh boy. Yeah. boy whatever. Oh boy. Whatever that no. was. Well, um, nor there was only one. No, nor no. there was only one main difference with season nine, as I recall. And <laughs> uh, well, there were two major differences. Hold up, you or both you and Bill. Were ghosts oh, on that. So show. the magic was gone. The magic dream team. <laughs> I'm, I'm answering Nor's question because I want to hear okay. Donald Zach's answer to this. So, Nor, we were talking a lot because everybody always asked Donald, Zach, and me if we're ever going to reboot the show. And uh, what's really interesting is we've always had opportunities, but everybody on this show, A, works constantly because they're all so super talented, and B, we see each other on our own because we love each other. So, you know, we, we haven't always been driven to do, uh, even for me getting to come on this show on Zach and Donald's podcast. Yes, it's theirs. For me, it's such a, a cool opportunity to see two guys I love. So uh, uh, only recently have we been starting talking about that and thinking about what it would be. And with the writers, here's the question for you guys. I, I think that we think Zach and uh, JD and Turk would always be close. And we think that they would always be of service and that those two were doctors for life. But the one thing that we always got caught up on is when you watch the finale of season eight and Zach's voice, JD's voiceover says, uh, and who's to say that all these things wouldn't come true just this once, you know, and then as writers, we fight. Does that mean that they all came true or does that mean that JD is hoping they came true? So that's where we always start. What do you guys think? Because we always started to go like, if we rebooted this, does that mean that JD and Donald's kids ultimately are going to end up together and married like they do in the show? <laughs> does that mean that those things that actually amazing. happened? You know, <laughs> that I don't was know. Amazing. You know, so uh, uh, so I would because to me that's the trap. Do you think Zach? Do you think that those things that we were showing in the finale were real, or do you think they were your dreams? Um, that's a question I've never been asked, and I'm, I'm semi embarrassed to admit that it gave me goosebumps on my uh, arm, but. Yeah. I don't hold anything back from you listeners. Um, I've never been asked that question, Bill, and it's a great question. And I, as, 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 as you were talking about it, I, I kind of answered it automatically and said, no, that was JD's fantasy of how great life could be. And then I started it's, thinking, yeah. and then I started thinking like, if you brought it back, it might be interesting to show that things had not gone that way at all. And in fact, he's, um, they, they've all been separated and they were, you know, you know, on this podcast a lot, we talk about how we're all living life and, and COVID aside, uh, happy people and, and doing the best that we can. But we always talk about how we miss the community of this wonderful thing that happened to us for, a, for nearly a decade. And it made me think, 
that it might be interesting that the characters aren't together. They don't have that special bond. And there is some reason that has to bring them together and, and, and joy and, and community come out of bringing them back together. It's always yeah. what's messed us up, bro. You go, Donald. I, I, I agree with you, Zach. I think, I think you're right. I think, I think that's a better story. Joni Loves Chachi didn't go that long. You know what I mean? Uh, that happy ending of, of the kids being the next generation of Turk and JD, but it's a love, it's the love story that, you know, Turk and JD's love story is a great love story, but this is the actual love story where, you know, uh, their children are uh, together. I think that's I mean, too happy of an fucking, ending. What do they fucking hate each other? That would be fun. That's yeah, my worst nightmare come true. I think. I know. That's- See, Nora, that's the problem. Is that I feel like. You know, people wanted when JD says, uh, "Who's to say my fantasies couldn't come true just this once?" That you want to believe that that next Christmas they were all together, you know, and that they stayed friends. And I think people would be really not happy in a in a bad way if we came up on a world that they were no longer in each other's lives. So I think that's the tricky I'd, part. I'd of stop it. watching no, but, immediately. But I, I, I think, I'd, I I'd stop watching immediately. No, you wouldn't. No, 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 no. Let me clarify what I meant. Then I'm saying JD and Turk are still tight. Their kids just don't get along. You know what I mean? Okay. Nobody cares about the kids. Well, I was I was saying that we can be tight but separated. You know. Right. And I think that Bill, you know this. Bill, you know this better than anything. The audience will often say something, two things at once. I remember when I when we screen tested Garden State, they were uh, at the very end. We had a focus group of about twenty people. I was there, and they said, "No, you weren't at this one." And they <laughs> oh. said, uh, um, "They said, how many of you?" This was random strangers, and they said, "How many of you feel like uh, the ending was a little too pat?" That you know, the two lovers get together in the airport, and I would say like. 75% of the hands went up and he said, okay, um, how, many, how many of you want them to be together? Every single hand went up. So yeah. as the writer, you're trying a writer director, you're trying to balance. Like you obviously you want to, you want to make the audience happy, but you, you also want to subvert what they think they want a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Bill, you can speak yeah. to that. Cause this. Well, look, I'm as proud of the writing and directing I did on garden state as I am of my podcast. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know? I want to know. Want to know another funny story? Just just while I'm on the subject. So this is a, this is a story that's a total tangent. But in that same test screening, now when you, when you when you test screen a movie and you're director, you have to go because you have to see where the audience is laughing, where they're bored, all everything like that. Now you would never invite an actor who's in the movie to the test screen because there's going to be a focus group after, and you never know what they're going to say. They might say they don't like that actor. You would never subject an actor to that. But as a writer director, you have to be there. So there's a focus group in the front row of the movie theater, 20 people lined up. I'm six rows back with my baseball hat down. I don't want to spoil the sampling and have them know that I'm there. And a girl raises her hand and the moderator calls on, on her and she goes, look, kudos to Zach Braff for pulling this off. I just don't find him attractive. And I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there like biting my fist. Like this is the most important. All the producers who are in the, in the row with me, they all look over at me like, oh shit, how did that feel? And I'm like, not great. I'm gonna be um, honest also. with you. That that right there is a hater. That's all that is, is a 100 percent hater. True story. Yeah, those because, because, that. Look, look, she started the shit off with, 
kudos to Zach Braff for pulling <laughs> this off. Meaning, this shit is fire, dude. This shit is fire. But he's an ugly dude. Bullshit, dude. You know what's funny, though? This is I'm just thinking this out loud in real time, but this is before like social media went crazy. And, and this was sort of a, a live anonymous troll because she yeah. doesn't know I'm in the room and she's anonymously trolling me to the moderator, but I have to be there because I'm the director of the fucking movie. How'd you, you, uh, how'd you guys fix that in the movie? How'd you fix it? No. <laughs> well, they, they green screened his face. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Nor's got, Nor's got more questions. Oh, sorry, Zach. Hey, you're, first of all, I want to say you're such a fucking dick, A. And, <laughs> and, B, and B, we spent 100 grand and lessened my nose. Uh, we brought my, we brought my nose a little mask. in. I thought it was the green screen mask. Yeah, we, 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 we shot some angles where my nose looked too big. And that, we wanted to please that one fucking woman. All right. Sorry, Nor. Nor, I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. No problem. Okay, uh, Zach, my next question's for you. Um, Finally. So you've done a lot of like pratfalls and, and like, a lot of like funny falls throughout the, yeah. the runtime of the show. Which is your favorite to shoot and which is the one that you thought came out best on screen? Oh, that's a good question, well, gonna, dude. That's a good question. I'm going to cheat a little, Noor. Um, okay. And and it, I mean, can I can the scooter one in the Wizard of Oz count, Bill? I'll let you judge. Yes, yes. Okay. Just just don't say the 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 string line one where you end up in like the garbage stuff. You've said it like twenty times on this podcast. Oh I my god! Yes. Like that one. I yeah. know you like that one, but you know why, Nor? Because that I don't know if you know this, but Zach directed that one. It was the I do. Don't we know this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. You don't even have to listen to the podcast. I, I listen to this podcast religiously, and I know. Noor, like Noor, first of all, Noor, Noor, oh my God, Noor, you're very funny, first of all, and I love the fact that you're you're such an avid listener that you're like, please don't say the one where you zipline, because I've heard it 900 times. By the way, we're going to be so fucked when we get deeper into this uh, this series, because we're only on season two, and uh, season 1.5, and people are already like, please don't tell that story again. I can't wait for that episode. Um, anyway, Same. anyway, Nor, I do love that episode, but I have to say the funniest, it's technically not a pratfall, I guess, but probably the funniest in Scrubs history. It's what Bill always called our most expensive joke in the history of Scrubs is when the scooter goes into the endless puddle in the Wizard of Oz episode That's- uh, where I, where I clearly run into Julian, the underground manatee <laughs> who doesn't exchange pleasantries, um, because, um, it involved uh, digging two very deep holes. They were very expensive to build because the city demanded they be built to code for safety because you can't just throw people in a hole that could collapse. <laughs> 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 and, and, um, and and as a director of the episode, uh, we came up with the idea that it would be a, a one which means we did this elaborate thing where the stuntman is riding the scooter with his with his helmet on into the first puddle um, the camera keeps panning. They weren't really connected underground, obviously, but it pans to the second puddle where I was hiding out underwater, um, and 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 then a, one of the one of the crew members with a hammer as hard as he could banged on the asphalt so I could hear it underground, which meant to pop up because um, the camera was on me. <laughs> 
And uh, it was very elaborate, and I still think one of the funniest gags we did uh, on Scrubs. Bill, you might you want know, to talk about it. Do you know why that gag it. is so funny, though? Because manatees what? seemed like the happiest creatures in the ocean. <laughs> and the fact, that he wouldn't, the fact that he wouldn't return pleasantries is one of no. the funniest things. <laughs> <laughs> he was rude. He was a rude manatee. He was yeah. a rude manatee. He's, he was having a, a day, guys. He's having a yes. day. <laughs> Wait, but Bill, talk about that from the writer's room because there's no way when you guys thought of that, you could have possibly thought it was going to come out as funny as it did. Because I think I see uh, it's one I've, of the funniest things. When we thought of it, the most fun was Randall Winston, who's been on the show and is, you know, is the closest thing I have to a life partner besides my wife. He is the line producer in charge of the budget, and he came to us with the first estimates of how and much that show cost. Yes, yes, look at you. And uh, he uh, uh, came to us with the first estimates of how much that joke cost. And he said he said it to me in a way that he obviously felt so, unfortunately, we won't do it. And in my head, I was like, yeah, it feels like we should still go for it. You know? <laughs> and that was, only, that was only a product of youth because now I think I would look at it and go, oh, man, we could have – I guess, I don't know, purchased a small home to give to somebody <laughs> to live in for the price of a joke, you know, that, but that's, that's movie and TV production. Zach, I want to give you props because Nora asked one of my favorite Pratt Falls of all time. I randomly saw it when I was searching for this episode. Do you remember what you did when you were singing a song you made up going, I'm feeling so good today. Do you know what that yeah. one is? Still feel good, but nobody saw me fall. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so my favorite is that Zach decided to click his heels and because that's very hard to do and then fall flat on his face and get back up. And I've never seen, that was in a one as well and it looks so incredibly painful and it's so well done. I would vote for that as well. I want you listeners Nor- to know that I will do, I would do anything to make you guys laugh. I, I, I still go to the chiropractor as often as I can just because <laughs> of all we those years. We appreciate you, Zach. Thank you. I, so it's, I, I do it all for my fans. Nor you got to bring you got to bring a question Donald's way now. Oh, go sorry, Donald. Yes, I do I'm, have one. I, I'm going to be honest with you. My favorite pratfall is the one from the episode that Zach directed. I hate to tell you because of what the dude does. It's a stunt man that does it. But after he hits the wall and how he shakes like a fish in the air is one of the funniest things I've ever. I remember when he did it and laughed. I was there the night that happened, and I remember yeah. laughing when it happened. And then seeing it on camera and laughing it again at it again. Yeah. So that's that. Who directed that is. one? Did you direct that one, Zach? I have no you're, idea. You're such a dick. You're such a dick. <laughs> but by the way, I, I do have to simultaneously give a shout out to to the many stuntmen that that the several stuntmen yeah. that, that did it over the years because there were certain things I I definitely couldn't do or wasn't allowed to do and uh, um and these guys were hilarious and Donald uh, Donald is right I was not allowed to. Zip line into the wall and you fall did zip off. line, but you didn't zip line into you, the wall. I, by the way, I, I, zip, Zach, I zip lined, I wasn't allowed to nail the wall. What you also weren't allowed to drive an actual scooter that had to be weighted down with lead so that you would stay underwater in the first puddle while we went over yeah. to the next puddle and you came up. Yeah, think about that. That stunt man had to hold his breath for the whole shot for that whole shot. Yeah, because yeah. he had to go yeah. under with the scooter and stay under. No, well, technically, Bill, we panned off of him, and then he could. Yeah, come but up not right away, Zach. Not right away. <laughs> but I have to say, not to toot my own director horn, but how many directors are directing from underwater in a puddle where you can only hear with a hammer on asphalt? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, um, Noor. Um, um, should we have another? Should we give her one more question or move on to fix yeah, your she life? Has one for we, I, have, I have one. I have one more question. 
This one okay, is for Donald then, because I've always okay. wondered this. I've watched, like I've said, I've watched Scrubs so many times, and I wanted to get Donald's perspective on this. Do you wish that your character had a longer run as a single on the show instead of getting into a committed relationship yes. right off the yes. bat? Yes. Considering all yes. the hot people Ooh. that came in. Yes. 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 I felt for you so much. Yes, um, you know, not that there's. I love that. I love that Donald has tiptoed around it, and Noor is just like, "Come on, buddy, be honest." <laughs> Come on, yes. buddy. Uh, Judy on. Reyes on, is a beautiful woman, and the connection that she and I have, the chemistry that she and I have, is by far the best chemistry I've ever had with any female on on screen. By far, I can I, I can go down the list, and nobody uh, has ever been on the level. That Judy and I were on. Uh, comma. 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 <laughs> I do, however, wish that Turk was a single for a little bit. By the way, I I you, I, at least season one and two. At least season one and two. I, I believe it was well. a product. I feel for you. I be- no, I believe it was a product of youth. And I'll say all the same caveats because Judy is so good on the show and so funny and talented. But I remember... And I might be making this up in my head, but I remember as writers telling Judy early on that Turk and Carla were going to be together for the run of the show and her being like, oh, that's going to be cool to have a steady relationship, to be the ones that ground it, to explore what that means to meet, get married, stay together, have children, to follow that whole arc. And Donald, who was a young man at the time, I do remember kind of telling you that and you being like, "Hmm." (laughs) (laughs) Really? <laughs> as, as Amy Smart walks by, like morning, Donald. <laughs> what? Oh, funny. Um, all right, now, 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 you know we have this new segment since you're an avid fan of the podcast. Where uh, and Bill is going to join us for the first time for a new segment called "Fix Your Life." Nor it's time to fix, fix your, your life. life. <laughs> Okay. All right, Noor, how can we fix your life? Big or small, we're going to do it right now. You don't need to pay for a therapist. You don't need to pay for a handyman. <laughs> we got it. Uh, okay. My cat suddenly scratches me a lot for no reason, especially at night, especially if I haven't fallen asleep by his bedtime. How do I get him to stop doing that? Okay, I could tell you this one real quick. Get you rid of the cat. Get, get rid of <laughs> oh, my that's cat. Mean, Donna. All right. This is, this oh, no, is, no. this is, no. uh, been a great episode of Fix Your Life. You're welcome, Noor. <laughs> no. As someone who is, is nope. not a cat person and is allergic nope. to cats, just get rid of the cat. <laughs> um, Noor, I don't know too yeah. much about cats. I got to be honest; mm-hmm. I'm more of a dog person, and I've and I've I've raised a I've couple puppies both, yeah. now, so I have some experience with puppies. I do know. I, I, have you tried now with with puppies? There's a canned air thing mm-hmm. that they hate. If you do that canned air noise, they're like, "I will never do what you what I just did again." If you just, Promise not to that. make that canned air. So I would try canned air. Another thing is a water gun. Um, you can sometimes. Uh, I, I don't. Most most pets do not like getting blasted with a water gun to the face. It's also, so there's. Uh, I mean, we we made jokes about everything on Scrubs, but there's also this one episode that we did in which Zach goes down a zip line, and uh, I think he directed <laughs> that one. That no. you watch that. <laughs> You watch that, my dad. No, here's the dick because I, I'll watch it now I, next time. Now okay, I'm gonna go, be, go, go. Now I'm gonna be really in my head about uh, about mentioning that episode, which I love so much. No, I mean I love it. Uh, don't get me Noor, wrong. Obviously, Noor. I love it. My only thing is that I just didn't want you to say that that was your best, like your favorite. Okay, I just, like, I just yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 
I truly believe that if you want to make it so the cat stops scratching you, <laughs> you got to get rid of that cat. Yo. No, no, no. He's my Donald pride and is, joy. Don, Donald is joking on behalf of pet lovers everywhere. You're going to keep that cat and you're going I to am, tame I him. Am. You're going to tame him. And yeah, he's he's also um, so he's try, a human cat. Tr- so. Try the pet corrector and or a water gun. And, uh, and I guarantee you that we have just... Fixed your Fixed life. Fixed your life. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. You're Thank welcome. You. All right, Y'all Noor, awesome. it's been an extraordinarily long segment because you've been so darn charming. We thank you Bingo. so much for coming on the show. Noor, come back and report on your life. I think what you're doing is so cool and interesting, and um, uh, I bet you these guys would uh, love to hear it. And if you do it, there's free mugs for your whole family. And thank Oh, you, my Bill. God. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have... 59 people in my family, just FYI. I understand. I understand. Oh my God. Just letting you know. Just nor, nor in, in a year and a half, when the mug that Joel's going to put in the mail tomorrow uh, arrives. <laughs> I hope you enjoy your coffee. That mug, that mug Zach, that mug is going to arrive with like 17,000 absentee ballots in India exactly <laughs> one year from now. <laughs> I know. Oh, too soon. Sad, too soon. Sad, sad right. because it's a little true. Okay, just before right. I go, I just want to say, Joel, thank you so much. Uh, if there was no COVID, I would kiss you on the mouth because I love you so much for making this happen. Oh, uh, my God, Joel, getting propositioned. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, Zach, Donald, uh, Bill, Daniel. I love you guys so much. And, uh, oh, we oh love you, Noor. Ladies and Noor. gentlemen, give it up for Noor. Noor. Bye, Noor. Oh, my God. <laughs> What a great movie! Well, by the way, that's the that's <laughs> the best. Uh, that is the uh, best uh, guest, at least in the ones I've been on here for that I gotten to be a part of, and they're all so awesome. Yeah, but that one was yeah. cool. It was amazing. By the way, she she not only was she just fun, but she knew the show so well that she was like she was like saying, "Please don't reference that episode yet again." <laughs> which which episode? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You guys, it was a very special episode for me because I don't know if you know this, but it was the first time I got to direct. Um, all right. Um, hey, Bill, I know that you yeah. don't control the movement of the background. That's up to the assistant directors. But I yeah, just yeah. wanted you to know that at 1531, Beer Fosse oh, is no. serving as the pharmacist. He's, the, he's behind the pharmacist's counter being the pharmacist. And I don't recall hearing that Beard Fosse was the pharmacist. <laughs> no, no, no. We did. We did. I mean, we cut it, but we did some things that he had to cover for the pharmacist. We didn't. That just shit happened. The, the one that made me the saddest was I think I went back and watched some guy mopping the air because of you guys. It really yep. upset me. <laughs> and also, Bill, Beard Fosse was also a patient reason. Like, Beard Fosse was like the go-to for the ADs to be like, uh, it's funny that the guy was a patient, Beard Fosse. And yep. now I, I I was drawn to the background, going, "Hey, Jeff Stevenson is not the pharmacist, guys." <laughs> okay, no, he's Doctor Beardface, <laughs> and as you know, by the way, did it ever? Did anybody did it give you pause that his name was Beardface? Which he's a smart guy; he would read it as Beardface, <laughs> and yet he still chose to have such a big beard. I just think that's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he if wasn't going to shave it after you gave him a character, dude. If, you, yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if, if in real life your name was Beardface, I would think that you'd be very careful about not having a beard. That's what always confused me about that character. Um, I have to say, 
one of the hardest I've laughed in a couple episodes. I don't know if I'm just giddy tonight or what, but when Ralphie pukes in the elevator on Kelso and all you hear is Kelso <laughs> go, good God. <laughs> uh, the, uh, oh, you want to know, uh, you want to know a joke piece of trivia? This will, uh, so, and it's the last little show reference I had other than I thought you, by the way, we always give props to Sarah was great in this Judy, Johnny C, Krista, but I really did think, Donald and Zach, it was fun to come on here for this one because you two both slayed it comedically in this episode. I really thought so. Um, Thank you. And yeah, Bill, since I, still, since I need your approval, um, no matter how old I get, um, that means a lot to me. It does mean the, a lot it, to me. Uh, I mean it sincerely. You guys were both funny as as all get out. The, uh, the last bit of trivia is so comedy writers always get stuck when they think they're stealing jokes from, from themselves or jokes that they've written before. And there was one um, in this show that because or a rowdy exists because I saw somebody had a dead stuffed dog when I was younger. I had also written about a, a dead animal joke on Spin City, which was Richard Kind's character says, because uh, they're going to uh, a morgue to try and get a, a, a dead cat because for some weird episode. And he, uh, he, uh, he says, uh, uh, turns out, um, you know, it's weird. I went there and we got it. We put it in the car and I didn't sneeze at all. It turns out I'm not allergic to dead cats. And then, uh, Mike Fox <laughs> says, well, <laughs> Mike Fox says, well, then you should definitely get one. And, uh, uh, and then on this show, we then decided, we fought about it for a long time that Amy Smart, do you know the joke I'm talking about, Zach, that she says, perhaps you remember, uh, I can't even finish oh. this story. The joke doesn't even get paid off because Casey's there. Forget it. No, the Casey joke Cobb's works. in the building. The joke the in this joke. one is Amy Smart says, perhaps he smells my dead dog. Yeah. So we are also living in a Wait, world. Bring her back. Bring her back. I care more about, cut back. that out. Cut that out and bring Casey back. It's about back. time. Lady, uh, thunderous applause, Dan. Thunderous applause. Hi, Casey. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, I want you to finally meet the Casey Cobb. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. This <laughs> Casey, it's so good to see you. My wife's going to be so jealous. I get to say hi to you and she didn't. Oh, my God. Please give her a big hug. This I is, will. I will. This is what a mom slash housekeeper slash teacher slash everything looks like. Well, are you, are you, first you're of all, crushing You it. look stunning. Are you, you, look are, you, are you happy that school started or is it more and more and more and more and more work? I'm happy it started because the kids are excited to see their friends and their new teachers. But, I mean... I just came up here to pee, and this is the first time I've pissed since <laughs> six, since six a.m. <laughs> and I have my pajamas on. And sure. Uh, Bill was saying we should wife swap. Oh my god. By the way, you know that's what? not what I. Yeah, go ahead. If Krista <laughs> can come into this house and. And set this one straight. I'll swap any day. Thunderous applause, Dan. Thunderous applause. This is the first wife swap we've had. Donald said you're going to make the decision based on having a pool over here. He's like, she's in case going to be like, there's a pool over there. I'll head over for a few days. You'll never get rid of me. I will do anything. Whoa! All right. Well, I will earn my this is what's oh known, Donald, as a joke this backfire. This segment is the end of Donald <laughs> marriage, brought to you by Mylanta. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. 
All right. I just wanted to say hi. I'm being summoned, I'm sure. Okay. Bye. We love you. Bye. We Bye. love you. Love Thank you, guys. You, so Casey. nice to finally see you guys. Yeah. That's too well. I know, I know. I'm excited. To I think she probably gets that. Never listen to the podcast ever. So <laughs> I listen. Either. I listen because you know what? Donald likes to listen to it and make his edits on the loudest volume possible in the main room of the house where we're all sitting. Uh, I hear it every week. <laughs> Love it, Casey. I don't, I don't listen to it all the time either, but I'm going to listen to the this section of this one over and over and over. So yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Bill. Um, bye. bye guys. Bye. Take care. <laughs> I think it's good that you I think it's good that you specified that's Joel and that's Daniel cuz that can be very confusing. <laughs> Um, we're almost no, she done, just, guys. She she had okay. no idea what their names were. That's why I said that because she does not watch, she does not listen to the podcast, and she has not ever seen an episode of Scrubs. I played an episode of Scrubs once for her, and she got teary eyed at the end. She was like, "Scrubs is like this." If I would have known this, I would have been watching all these years. Uh, oh my god, I'm dead. That's serious. awesome. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say that I really related to the idea of the end monologue in this about the idea of feeling alone even at times when there's a ton of people around. I thought that was uh, moving, Bill, and I think that there's a lot of people who can who are listening who can probably relate to that. Sometimes you're surrounded by people and you still feel super alone and 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 lonesome and you're like what's wrong with me? And and I think you articulate it well, especially with the the visual effect which is sort of a callback to the pilot um, that Adam Bernstein directed uh, as well with people moving all around JD and he's just there feeling so lonesome. And um, I just thought, I, I don't know, it just thought it struck me this time as, as an emotion uh, and a feeling that a lot of people can probably relate to and, and think that they were the only one feeling it. Well, look, man, you, you hit on two things. One is I was, I'm glad you gave a shout out to Adam Bernstein because he helped create the look of the show and he intentionally wanted to do a throwback to the pilot where the pilot, you were overwhelmed and off on your own and the world was zipping around around you. And this one, you're lonely, even though you're comfortable in that world and all those people are around you. And he intentionally pitched that to do it, you know, kind of the same thing twice in a way that I thought was really cool. Uh, but more, I was struck by the emotion of this uh, episode, not in terms of being a couple, but in terms of we often talk about uh, in the world right now, but, you know, empathy is a big thing. Okay, and one of the things that comedy writers will often talk about is joking around. We call it don't know how good you got it disease, you know, which is, hey, if you have a job, every job, even being a comedy writer, which is ultimately the greatest gig in the world. And I would do it for free. Um, you still sometimes have crazy hours and tough situations and you'll find yourself with your coworkers complaining and saying like, oh, this part of this job sucks. This part's annoying. This part sucks. But then you don't ever take a moment to go, holy crap, especially right now, there's a lot of comedy writers that we get to keep working. You know what I mean? Because we're writing shows and trying to get ready in case the world ever opens up again. And you don't always take the time to be empathetic towards the people that don't have it as good as you. You know, And that's not only true when it comes to having found the person you're meant to be with, but right now in the world, man, I don't know why this episode touched me so much. I feel like if people could be a little more empathetic as to what other folks are going through out there, that things would be just a lot 
clearer and a lot more simple, you know? And, uh, uh, yeah. that's why it, I, I don't, I rarely get choked up at these episodes, but I got choked up at this one because, you know, what I was hearing JD say was you fuckers are so caught up in your own pettiness right now. You're not really thinking about how hard it is for other people. And you guys do that all the time on this show and empathize and think about what's going on with that. So it, it really touched me. Yeah. And, and I just want to say that the last thing is that, you know, I think this is one of the only times I, I explained spiking the lens to, um, to the audience about how, you know, it's usually, unless it's done on purpose, like Ferris Bueller's day off where the character's talking to you, it's usually something that's edited around because we, you know, we, we say there's this invisible fourth wall that's the camera and we don't, we, we don't look into the lens because that's the invisible fourth wall. Um, this I believe is one of the only times where you put me looking directly at the audience in. I remember shooting this. I was I watched yeah. it, and I remember like you know we we did a bunch of takes where I didn't look. I just kind of looked off sad, and then I think I said to Adam like, "Let me just do one just for the fuck of it, where I just look directly in the lens." And I was so happy you chose it, Bill, because I it almost felt to me like at this point in the run of the show, at two eighteen of the show, it almost. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but my interpretation was like, I'm checking in with you, the audience. I've been telling you this story for a season and eight plus 18 episodes. And I'm really fucking lonesome right now. And I'm doing the best that I can. I can't do this all on my own, quote unquote, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you. I don't know. And you never did it. I don't think we ever no, did it again. No, it's totally, but I, but it's I, but totally. I, but I thought it was very, I thought it was very moving and it's me. So it's bizarre, but I, but I was a bit caught off guard by it because it's not a technique you ever did again or we ever did again. No, it was supposed to be, you're all like me because I think the world is filled of, I think it's very hard to be a single person uh, and around married couples and happy couples that are bitching and moaning about whatever trivial thing is making their great coupledness hard. You know what I mean? Right. And mm -hmm. so it was definitely an effort to say you're me. The only other time we did it, you guys might not remember, is the dumbest joke ever because we talked about spiking the lens, was we did an episode in which you said, uh, it doesn't really matter what you think. I'm really interested in what America, what America thinks. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, uh, and you look directly at the camera, and then we revealed a tailor on the other side, an Italian yeah. guy that says, it's not America, yeah. it's America. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but yes, you are correct. By the way, it's funny that um, Donald and I always reference uh, Beverly Hills Cop, and uh, Eddie Murphy bizarrely, yeah. There's a there's a handful of times when Eddie Murphy looks directly into the lens. Like, are you seeing this shit? And I think that well, not in Beverly Hills places. Cop. He, trading places. Yeah, I was about to say it's not Beverly Hills Cop. It's trading places when the uh, Mortimer's say to him, uh, "It's pork bellies, which yeah. is used to make bacon, which you might find in a bacon lettuce and tomato sandwich." And <laughs> Eddie Murphy looks at the camera like Eddie Murphy does one of these, Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the camera like, what? <laughs> Doesn't he do it in Beverly Hills Cop or no? No, no, no. Beverly Hills Cop is very much straight. He never breaks the, the, the fourth wall in Beverly Hills Cop, oh, but he does my, the trading places. My favorite thing in the world is in whenever you see a show or a movie that has a kid that is six or under, you just should go back and watch the scene to see how many times they stare directly at the camera because they can't. Oh, man. Ralphie at one point says the line that Cox is saying. He's saying it at the exact same time. He's mouthing the lines <laughs> when you see, when you reveal him. It's, it's, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, well, it's you know, hilarious. It's, yeah, it's, it's tough kids. with kids. In fact, someone told me, someone wrote on my social media, they wrote, Zach, ever since you've, um, you you described spiking the lens to me, you've ruined Degrassi High for me because the the, <laughs> the, the, the they said the teen extras or the teen background performers are doing it nonstop. <laughs> Yo, you want to see something really funny? One of the biggest stars in the world right now is Will Smith, right? Watch the first season of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He's mouthing everyone's lines really you see him doing it you see him saying everyone's lines while they're making the show so you know and if you go back and watch that see if you can find krista miller playing uh, a girl that will smith hits on and uh, dances with and i can't wait i'm gonna look for that right now as soon as we as soon as this episode is done i'm going to look and see when will smith hits a lot of things she's not the greatest dancer I think it is done, Donald. We we've done it. We've 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 celebrated this uh, really good episode, and I'm so glad you were here, Bill, because um, it, it wasn't just your average episode. It was a, a particularly good one, I think. Well, it means I a lot to me you. not only to see you two, but to see Daniel and Joel, who I uh, come to enjoy spending time with. And I make all my stupid jokes because I wish uh, that this was my podcast because I enjoy mm-hmm. it. And I listen to it with my giant earphones at night every Tuesday and Thursday when it comes out. That's my going to bed thing. I miss you both. I love seeing Casey. I, I love so seeing much, you man. four. Um, I really appreciate getting to be involved in this occasionally, guys. Well, well, we love you. I love you, Bill. Oh, Daniel, thanks, do, brother. We love you, and we love all of you. Thank you so much for uh, for continuing to tune in. For those of you who were so interested in the merch and are, are pitching the funniest fucking ideas for merch I've ever seen, we will we will get to it. Donald and I are going to de- dedicate more bandwidth to putting up merch now that we know. That I'm going to be honest are- with you. I don't think that I can get. I, I don't think we can get I Doc Leo on a shirt. <laughs> that's uh, no, but no, that's dishy. But wait, yeah. wait, but if you if you love the five, six, seven, eight Bill Lawrence thing, I want you to tweet Zach. Only oh Zach, God, not no. Joel, <laughs> not Daniel, not <laughs> Donald, not me. Just tweet Zach that you want it, and he's gonna need to hear it a lot for him you know to what know I'm gonna, you, you know what I'm gonna make? I'm gonna make a t-shirt with Bill's face giant on it. And it's just gonna say five, six, seven, eight across the top of it. <laughs> I already got some of those if anybody wants one. I make them, I make them in my Bill, garage. Bill's, Bill's made some at home. He's got um, a press. Wait, there was something I wanted to say. You just reminded me of. Oh, this girl on my Twitter, uh, she wrote the show. She sent me the funniest picture, Donald. It's it's Leo standing on a dock. Um, <laughs> and it's um, I think it's from um, Great Gatsby. And he's at the end of his dock, and there's a little rowboat. And and the and this woman or, or young woman wrote, um, I wish I was good at Photoshop because I would put Donald in the rowboat. Because then you can That's be docking solid. Leo. <laughs> Things that will never make it to a shirt. <laughs> okay. One well, I'd well, dock if, Leo. If you're if you're at home, you can make your own uh, Donald docking Leo shirt. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate you. And hey, Bill, why don't we go out with another Charlotte Lawrence song? What's What's your favorite song? That's not the one we uh, we played. Since we're limited, in what uh, we can play, but we can celebrate your beautiful daughter. Well, look, hey, one of the cool things that uh, Warner Atlantic is doing is that they uh, released a children's album. My daughter did a song called Lavender's Blue on there. Um, it's a bunch of huge recording artists that you will know doing kids songs. It's, uh, uh, at, at home with the kids. 
uh, and uh, all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds go to Save the Children, which is doing amazing work in 100 different countries. So this will be a little kid's lullaby, but it's called Lavender's Blue by Charlotte Lawrence, No Relation. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.